We turn now to the story you just heard. It's told a little bit, you know, more accurately. In uh, Luke, the first chapter, reading at the fifth verse, listen again for God's word. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly order of Abijah. His wife was a descendant of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both of them were righteous before God, living blamelessly according to all the commandments and regulations of the Lord. But they had no children because Elizabeth was barren, and both were getting on in years. Once, when he was serving as priest before God and his section was on duty, he was chosen by Lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and offer incense. Now at the time of the incense offering, the whole assembly of the people was praying outside. Then there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was terrified and fear overwhelmed him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you will name him John. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He must never drink wine or strong drink. Even before his death, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will turn many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. With the spirit and power of Elijah, he will go before them to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord." Zechariah said to the angel, How will I know that this is so? For I am an old man and my wife is getting on in years. The angel replied, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and bring you this good news. But now because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time, you will become mute, unable to speak until the day these things occur. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondered at his delay in the sanctuary. When he did come out, he could not speak, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He kept motioning to them and remained unable to speak. When his time of service was ended, he went to his home. The word of the Lord. I'm not really much of an angel person. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. Even if you're not, I bet you know someone who is an angel person. They have angels all over their house, nice decorations, nice things on the walls, angels looking and smiling at you whenever you're there, and not just at Christmas time. We're going to spend Advent reflecting on angels. I will not tell you exactly what an angel is or how angels work. Your angel friend could probably tell you, and I probably wouldn't agree, so we're just going to stay out of that. (laughs) But we're going to look at what the angels say and do in the story surrounding Jesus' birth so that we can have a clue to what God was doing in those stories and what God might be doing in our lives today. And it seems to me, although it's not said, the angels always begin in these stories with something like, wake up. Because God is demanding our attention. 
Now, let's be clear. The angels in the Christmas story are not the cheery souls smiling from those decorations. Or even the bumbling Clarence who is trying to earn his wings in the Christmas movie, It's a Wonderful Life. In fact, the angel who visits Zechariah in this story and Mary later in Luke is Gabriel, whose name means God is my strength. A strong, powerful angel with an important message. If you like musicals, you may remember Cole Porter's show, Anything Goes. It has a, a rousing number, and it blow, Gabriel, blow. And, and Reno, the, the uh, nightclub singer turned evangelist, sings of Gabriel blowing his trumpet to get everyone's attention. Now, for you biblical scholars, you know that Gabriel and the trumpets aren't linked in the Bible, but it's, it's brought about and sung in songs because... Because Gabriel's way of approaching Zechariah sounds like someone ought to blow a trumpet. It's not a sweet lullaby, but an exhortation. Wake up. It's time to witness what God is doing. Gabriel's announcement to Zechariah about the looming birth of his son takes us back to Abraham and Sarah who also received a visit from an angel and moves us forward to Mary and Joseph who will receive angelic visits as well. As you remember, Sarah and Abraham received the unexpected news about having a son late in life. They reacted about the same. You remember they laughed at the idea. Mary and Joseph hear about the Son of God being born to Mary. All of them Sarah and Abraham, now Zechariah and Elizabeth, later Mary and Joseph will wake up and find their lives disrupted in ways they could hardly imagine. Are you next? The angels call us to wake up and pay attention. To wake up and see that God is at work in the real world. Notice he catches Zechariah at his place of work, albeit a temple. You could argue, I suppose, the temple's kind of like a, a church place that an angel might show up. But for Zechariah, it's where he went to do the incense. This day, he's going about doing his business. An angel suddenly appears on the right side of the altar of incense. When I was in seminary, I had a mentor. He told me that he always preached his sermons to an empty congregation. It, it made him think about who might be there on Sunday morning to hear the sermon. It's a practice I took up. I've been doing it now for lots of years. On a good week, I'm in here on Friday afternoon preaching to the empty pews. On, on Sunday mornings, I'm always here. I preach it. I imagine you there. Sometimes the empty pews react better than you all do. <laughs> One Friday afternoon in the first church I served in Kentucky, I was in preaching in the pulpit. It was a center pulpit right in the, the middle of the chancel area. It was a straight line to the top of the church, the top of the church where bats sometimes roosted. I was preaching and 
a bat comes flying down. They say they don't go near humans, but this one came pretty close. I could feel it go through my hair. I took off. I didn't wait to see if it was an angel. There Zechariah is. He's just trying to do his job. And there God is saying, even when you're at work, I'm looking for you. I'm calling you. I'm demanding of you. Notice that God did not send Gabriel to sweep Zechariah away to some heavenly temple. An angel will not transport Mary and Joseph to some heavenly cloud, some cumulus birthing room. The angels will not send the the shepherds traveling down a gold-plated street on the way to heaven. The angels will tell us again and again that God is coming into our midst. God is going to be at work in the real places where we live. When we look at our war-torn world and hunger for peace, that's where we will find God. When we find ourselves in broken relationships, there we find God at work calling us to reconciliation. When we're disheartened at the divisiveness in our world, there is God calling us to a new way of treating each other and working with each other. We find ourselves in difficult medical struggles. Right there is where God appears. Wake up. God is at work in the real world among us. Final warning. Wake up, but be careful about those angels, those messengers from God. Fleming Rutledge, the renowned Episcopalian preacher, tells about how much she loved Advent as a child. She said the whole sense of expectation was so exciting, the the beautiful colors, but... She says she had Advent all wrong. She thought Advent was a time when she was supposed to pretend that Jesus had never come. And then on Christmas Eve, she got to remember that Jesus had arrived. Like a new thing happening every year. Maybe we all feel a little of that as we move through Advent and speak of expectation and a sense of waiting. But Advent is also about reflecting on our lives and asking what God is calling us to do now. The God who has already come, the God who will come again in Christ at that second coming, is the same God who is calling us now, often in surprising ways. I love the exchange between Zechariah and Gabriel. The the angel says, hey, you and Elizabeth have been wanting a baby. You're going to have one. Ah, how's that going to work? I'm old. Kind of a sleepy response. He's not ready. The angel's response, I'm Gabriel. God sent me. Be careful what you ask for because God might answer. And oh, by the way, you're going to be part of this incredible thing that's about to happen.
No wonder we're told Zechariah was terrified. No wonder the angels say again and again, do not be afraid. God is at work. And God wants you to be a part of it. Beware. I saw a cartoon a, a few years ago. Two kids were, were sitting around with a book. It was clearly the Christmas story. One kid reading to the younger kid. He peers over his book and, and he says, God sent an angel to proclaim Christ's birth because they didn't have email. God has come. God will come again. And in this moment, God is among us calling you. Wake up. Amen.